0: You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. Let's get right into this one. We have talked about some great, great topics the last three days. We've talked about how it's okay to be sad. We've talked about the grief pattern inventory and how you could either be intuitive, instrumental, or a combination thereof. And today what we're going to discuss is expectations. A working title would be Expectations, the Leading Cause of Disappointment. And this is really sparked by this time of year. It's Christmas time, it's the holidays, whatever one you celebrate, and they can be very triggering for people. They're, we can be activated by a lot of memories from the past about way, the way we wish things would have been, could have been, should have been, all that and infinitely more. And one of the things that I catch myself doing since I moved to North Alabama is getting a little bit down on the fact that I live in North Alabama. Um, I do like the city of Huntsville and Madison. I think it's an amazing community. I'm very happy that I moved here. At the same time, let me spit this out because it can can get a little bit tongue-tied whenever I get flustered like this. Um, There's some disappointment, Uh, I would say a fair amount of disappointment. It's not necessarily working out with the integration of my family into my life the way that I had hoped. And I'm very aware of my personal responsibility in this. I don't blame or complain or make excuses. I simply discuss it in a very open manner so that I can seek to find some solace in the way things have played out versus the way I had hoped. And it's all based off expectations. And all of these triggering moments that we might have from past Christmases and past holiday experiences come from the expectations of what we would have liked to have happened versus what actually happened. And when we place these expectations on other people on the holidays, We put a tremendous amount of pressure on them to behave and act in a certain way that works for us, that makes us happy. And in some cases, we never even laid out the plan or the strategy for how that was going to come about. We may not even have asked them permission if they were going to do these things for us. There may have been an assumption, like I made, where I was like, okay, I come to Alabama, I will surround myself with family, and we'll spend a ton of time together, and we'll talk on the phone regularly, and it'll all be hunky-dory. And it hasn't worked out that way. And it's disappointing. And today I felt very disappointed because here comes the holidays, plans aren't being made for Christmas like I had hoped. Uh, We're doing the Christmas Eve over here and because my girlfriend and I are planners. We've been thinking about this menu for like three weeks. We've been planning everything, timing it all out. Meanwhile, Christmas Day, which I have no control over, it's not at my house. Um all willy-nilly. We don't know if there's going to be food, we don't know when the presents are going to be up, we don't know any of that stuff. And that's them. That's the way the majority of my family prefers to go about things. Make last minute plans and just expect everybody to conform. But that's not how I run. I I run like a like a Like a train depot. (laughs) It's like 147, I'm doing this, and 212, I'm doing that. I'm very calculated with my movements because I attempt to do a lot of things in any given day. And therefore, I have to have my timing of my day planned out rather well. Obviously, giving some cushion, but needless to say, I am still keeping myself on track throughout a majority of it. That's not necessarily how it works out on that end. And it can be dispiriting because I would want, I would hope, I really had expected that people would just sort of be more like I am, and they'd want to have scheduled things, and we would call each other more often, and communication would be more open, and if you told one person one thing, they didn't go off and tell everybody else in the family. But my expectations are not living up to the reality of the situation, and I'd be willing to bet for many of us, we unfairly place expectations upon people without ever laying out the ground rules of what it is we would like to happen, nor even asking them permission for them to do it. And then I start to pull back even further from this and say, okay, well, where are there expectations in other areas of my life that aren't working out the way that I would hope? Because see, it's very important that we understand what expectations are doing to us internally. See, these expectations, in case you're not quite clear, just to lay it out, they're these preconceived ideas we have about how situations should unfold, how people should behave, issue we have is that we can oftentimes set them unrealistically or very rigidly. And then it's going to lead to disappointment or stress or anxiety like I was feeling today. It's beliefs we have that we are trying to place upon other people. And then if it doesn't unfold that way, we get disappointed. It's, many people, including myself, had expectations of a childhood that I would like to have had. Maybe I watched too much Waltons or Family Ties or Leave It to Beaver and thought, well, this is what my childhood is supposed to be like. Why isn't it like that? It turns out it's a little bit more like the Wonder Years or maybe the Simpsons. (laughs) And then we end up Getting older, feeling like we were unloved or uncared for. We lack confidence, self-esteem, because we have these expectations about how other people should treat us, how other people should like us, and how other people should talk to us. But we're all unique. We've talked about this, respecting other people's model of the world, realizing that everybody's doing the best they can with the resources they have, that nobody's doing anything against us. They're doing it for themselves. Positive aspects of expectations can motivate us and they can inspire us. They can push us to overcome obstacles and, and chase our dreams and chase frickin' sobriety and recovery. Like I have the expectations that I can recommit myself back to the body I had at 45, which was the best shape I've ever been. I'm having this little area around my belly button that's offering a smidge, smidge bit more difficulty than it did uh, two years ago but i refuse to let go of this idea that i can get myself back down below 10% body fat but be 15 pounds heavier than i was then because i put on substantially more muscle and physical body expectations is something that a lot of us are dealing with and Regardless of whether you're willing to admit it or not, as we age, things change and things shift and we have an expectation of what we would like to look like based off of who we used to look like or what other people around our age look like. But it can be unfair. And at the same time, it doesn't mean that we still don't push to achieve it. Whereas a negative aspect of an expectation can create friction and misunderstandings, frustration, overwhelm, negative emotions like shame, guilt, jealousy, anger, sadness, betrayal, all of these things. And then it creates this inner conflict where these expectations that we have created for others' behavior or even for our own behavior are based off of whose experiences? Theirs? Because if we're basing these expectations off of their experiences or their behavior, then they should be calibrated for what we've seen those people do in the past. In the past, I have seen all these family members not schedule things out, sit on their phones while everybody's around rather than talking, or go off into other rooms and and watch the football game by themselves rather than around the TV with all the rest of the family. I've seen this. So then I have expectations that it's going to change, but why would it change? That person has already displayed the behavior that they tend to lean into. So now I'm going to continue to live by these expectations I have that they haven't fulfilled in the past. So why are they going to fulfill them now? Then they create negative effects because then either I'm trying to meet what I think their expectations are, which is to maybe integrate myself into their behavior, or I get frustrated and angry on the inside and resent them, Because they aren't doing the thing that I wish they would do. So you can let go of the expectations, putting them into perspective, cultivating an inner voice, expressing your wants and needs, understanding that your life and their life is theirs and ours to live. And that's one of the key aspects of this. And when I actually am able to step into a space of no expectations, I settle into this idea that I will just enjoy the moment for what it is. And I was texting with somebody today and they said, you know, well, we could lower our expectations, but even when you lower them, then there's a disappointment. Well, I had the expectations that the amusement park would be this, but then I lowered them because I realized there would be two hour lines. And then I hoped that I could at least ride five rides instead of 15. But you still started at a higher level of expectations. So even in the lowering process, we're now creating all of this negative energy within ourselves because we want it to be one way, but we'll settle for another way. Whenever I would go to amusement parks back when I went, lived in Orlando, I remember trying to time it out, or even in Los Angeles when I went to the Six Flags, trying to time it out on a day I knew it would be slow. And then just being happy that I could be at an amusement park on a Wednesday morning. That I created a life for myself that allowed that. And how many ever rides I rode was better than no rides at all. How many ever push-ups I have time for today is better than no push-ups at all. How much ever time I get to spend with my loved ones is better than no time spent with my loved ones. But that's tough. Whenever I really want people to be engaged in what we're talking about or talk about something that's completely different, that's not children or home ownership related or just... It's, oh my goodness, I'm having this toughest time, toughest time right now with the fact that I'm getting older. And not because I'm 47 going on 48. I'm on currently borrowed time. I'm on house money right now by at least seven and a half years. If not but 22 years of addiction plus seven years of sobriety and recovery, I am easily almost up on 30 years of house money here. I should have died multiple times over at Ball State, let alone the ridiculous crap I did in Orlando and then you know, escalated it even worse at UF and then don't even get me started about that job overseas. I am definitely on house money. So what expectations have I created for myself based off of what? And I get frustrated with this getting older thing because it seems like everybody around me wants to talk about their kids or they want to talk about mattresses or they want to talk about things that we've done around the house. And I'll talk about those things because that's what they want to talk about and the likelihood that if I were to say, let's discuss the abstract idea that aliens live amongst us or that there are a cabal of evil people running the world with puppet strings in some castle in the Swiss Alps. I don't think most people want to get into those kind of conversations. Let's discuss the philosophical differences between Socrates and Plato. I don't know if people want to do that and I don't offer it up there because in the past when I have, I get looked at a little sideways. So I have to pick and choose what I would prefer to talk about with the people who I know would do that with me. And I have expectations that people around me would want to talk more about neuro-linguistic programming or the psychology of addiction. Or want to get into abstract thinking and thought processes and discuss things that, you know, may not even have merit in physics, Like, what if we could all just float up into the sky and kiss an eagle? Fuck, I don't know. Whatever. But I don't really know if I want to sit here and talk about mops and vacuums for the next 35 minutes. (laughs) My expectations of the conversations I would be having at this age, and again, house money, are not what they actually are. And that is what it is. And I have to settle into the fact that this is who these people are. And I can either accept them right? What is it that I've been saying? Accept it, direct it, uh, uh, affect it, direct it, or accept it, right? So I'm either accepting it or seeking a way to direct it or affect it. And I can bring up these conversation topics, and I don't very often, mostly because I realize from previous experiences, it's not going to be welcomed with open arms. But again, could I bring it up in a different way? Potentially, is there a fear of rejection underlying keeping this little inner Jesse from speaking his truth and enjoying the conversations he wants to have? Abso-freaking-lutely. Like, look, I'm not blind to any of this stuff. I'm self-aware enough to see it happening. There's just times in my life where I'm just like, you know what? It's better to just get in line. Just be the sheeple for a moment. Sure, I could bring up a topic and everybody look at me sideways, which I have certainly done. I have a belief system around reincarnation that also involves, you know, spiritual deities. I believe that all of the religions have a place within me. So I could talk about Buddhism or Catholicism or 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 Judaism and, and all of these different ones. And I could pick up little aspects of all of them that I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm sure I could be on board with that. But there is a lot of Buddhist in me because of the amount of time I spent in Dharma recovery and I used to eat a shit ton of acid. I trip my balls off and read Buddhist things and watch Buddhist videos and stuff. So it's just part of me. Anyways, I digress. The point is, when I bring up some of these topics, everybody's like, so you're going to get reincarnated as a dung beetle? And I'm just like, why is that the absurdity everybody jumps right to? It's like, they might have an expectation of who I am based off of what my past has been or the things that I've talked about. But it's like I'm reading a lot. I encourage myself to learn a lot, and I integrate a lot of new thoughts in, and I, and I have a lot of strong opinions loosely held. So I'm very willing to jump into a conversation and apply some level of flexibility just to enjoy exploring the infinite, magnificent of this universe. And I might get on board with a conversation about Christianity and not necessarily hold tightly to any of the things that we're discussing, but I'm willing to explore it. And when you get into these conversations with your family over the holidays, I realize I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but I feel like something's coming out of this that's useful. When we get involved in these conversations with our families, we have these expectations of how they'll behave, the kind of conversations that we might have, that we would love to have. And then when it doesn't happen, then people start acting a little sideways. Somebody drinks a little too much at the Christmas dinner. Next thing you know, a topic gets brought up that everybody knows is influenced inflammatory, but hey, screw it. Let's just throw a porcupine in the middle of the dinner table and see how many people get stuck. And it can suck because we want things to be like the Waltons or those Rockefeller paintings where everyone's sitting around the table and they've got all the Christmas fixings and everybody's laughing and sharing gifts and and loving each other and, and showing gratitude and love and just, you know, being out there and back, like frickin' Lifetime, not even Lifetime, Hallmark Channel couldn't even write some shit that would be this amazing and connecting, but that's not generally how it plays out, and it can be a huge bummer. And when we look back and reflect upon our past Christmases and holidays, no doubt we had expectations for how we'd like things to play out, and then they didn't. And then we started stacking these negative anchors and putting a tremendous amount of pressure on these holidays, expecting that this year will be different. Maybe this year, if I cook the right thing or say the right thing, it'll finally have that magical air of mysticism to it. And then it doesn't happen, and we continue to stack and stack and stack and stack. And the expectations become so overwhelming that we're not even in the moment being present to the fact that, frick it, man, we're all breathing, we're all alive, we're breaking bread together, and we're here. We're here. We're here. And yeah, do I get bummed out that at this age, I'm talking about old people stuff instead of talking about the last rave I went to or the the most recent concert I jammed out at? Yeah, but I have those people. I got my SIGGAP brothers that we can talk music with. I got my buddy Eagle out there in Vegas. I could can, I can call him up and be like, dude, I want to have an abstract conversation about how aliens are leading all of our favorite bands. And they're actually speaking in a foreign tongue that the Matrix is just letting us understand because it wants to control us and turn us all into freaking zombies who just sit here and stare at social media. And he'd be like, fuck yeah, man, let's rock and roll with this one. <laughs> let's jump on board, bro. Let's go. And I just made that whole scenario up. But that's the kind of thing that Eags will do with me. So I have the people I know that I can go to for that. And I release the expectations I place upon other people to live up to some quality or some level of behavior or some, you know, whatevs that I think that I would want them to do or I wish that they would do. Because you know what? They are them and I am me. And I'm sure there are, there are aspects of me that they would much prefer I changed. But I am me. And I either accept them or direct it and affect it. But there's not many more options beyond that. Because we can sit here and we can bang our head up against a wall with these expectations of what Christmas morning should be, with these expectations of how people should talk to us, expectations of how people should treat us. And some of these expectations, they're, they're, they're actually real. Like they're valuable. They're vital to a friendship, right? There's trust and there's honesty and there's respect. We could take those same values and we could put them into a marriage. There's trust, there's honesty, there's respect, right? Like there are some expectations that we put upon people. I expect that nobody will just walk up to me and punch me in the face because they're mad at me. So there are some expectations of behavior we want people to adhere to. We expect them to adhere to. And if they don't, then they're breaking a, a social moral code that has been laid out for quite some time. Now, 150 years ago, you know, back in the old West days, you may not have been able to expect somebody would not walk into the OK Corral saloon and just start firing bullets into people because they're pissed off that they stepped in some poo poo out there in the street. That was probably an actuality for some. But now we live in a little bit more of a controlled society. So having realistic expectations about people's behaviors, things that they have been agreed upon. It's like you get married or you're in a long-term relationship. There's just expectations you have. You look at different aspects of expectations. And especially those of you in the tribe who I'm picturing right now in my head, like we've all talked about things that we would like to see other people doing or things that we would like to see ourselves doing. We can place expectations upon ourselves. And tomorrow I'm going to go in even deeper on how we do this at work, in our friendships, regarding money, um, how they're formed, the expectations in reality, and, and then how we can really just face them and embrace them and cultivate them in order to fuel us towards who we desire to become and also releasing them from other people. It's one thing to expect a behavior out of me. I expect that I will work out five days a week. I expect that I will hit my 10,000 steps. Uh, you know There are expectations I have about you know, sitting down in front of the computer and putting 20 hours into my master's degree, about keeping my office tidy and clean, about maintaining my nutrition or maintaining my emotional composure, or you know practicing my meditation and reading my stoicism. like I put some expectations upon myself. And these are behaviors I want myself to adhere to. But I can also release any kind of inner self-critic who wants to beat myself down simply because I don't hit them all every single day. There are going to be ebbs and flows. Today, I had a pretty rough eight-hour stretch, right? And I can sort of trace it back to a lot of different things. But whenever I chunked all the way to the top, it came down to expectations, expectations I placed upon me and what I thought I was going to be able to achieve with my family members in my my relationship at this stage of living in Huntsville two years in versus the reality of the situation. Also understanding that a lot of these expectations that I had about where I would be within these relationships now required the other person's participation. And I didn't vocalize what I would want. I didn't lay down some ideas and discuss and see if we could come to an agreement. They have their expectations. I have mine. So I can release the inner self-critic that wants to beat me up for these, right? Not, it's, and it's not just lowering my expectations. It's literally walking into it and saying, okay, I am here now. Let this be what it is. I do this at networking events. I do this when I hit record on the podcast. I do this in a lot of different areas. Like, let's just see what craziness comes out of my mouth this time. I can have a couple bullet points, but for the most part, I'm just, it's like my brain's just, let's just see what all the information I I have put into this skull will spit out today. And I release it from being perfect and realize that it is what it is in the moment, that exactly what needs to be said right now in this moment with you listening is being said. So why can I do it in certain areas, but not so much in other areas? And I'm definitely, definitely seeking the ability to release other people from expectations I have placed upon them without their agreements, without their commitment, oftentimes, if not most of the time, without their knowledge. That's, I think, the worst expectations to place upon somebody, the ones without their knowledge. At least if you have the gumption to mention it to them, then they've at least heard it come out of your mouth. But if you've never even said it to them, and now you're expecting them to live up to those expectations, man, that is disappointment with a capital D. I mean, the agreeance part, the commitment part, there's going to be some negotiation in there. But when we don't, at the very least, even say Some level of the expectation that we are trying to hold this person to or really lay it out on the line for ourselves what these expectations are and is there any wiggle room? We're creating inner conflict. We're creating negative emotional effects. We're creating a tremendous amount of negative aspects that are going to occur in our life that are just going to drag us down. I can move to a different city. You could move to a different home. You could change jobs and have expectations based off the interview that it's going to be this, that, or the other. But when you get in there, you realize you're in the trenches, in the shit, It just like any other job would be. Expectations that the grass is greener on the other side might just be because the cows poo all over it a little bit more than on your side. Or it's always wet over there, and now your shoes are always damp because you haven't been watering your lawn on your side. Weird metaphors, dude. But anyways, the point being is that expectations become based on behaviors, whether it's behaviors that we've done before or we would like to see ourselves do, same thing with other people. We're either expecting them based off previous behaviors or behaviors we would like for them to have based off of judgments or preconceived notions we're placing upon them, and it's just ripe for disappointment, ripe for it. And in closing, I'll get you out of here on this is like, this is what we talk about when we discuss journeying from sobriety to recovery, the many, 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 many layers to it. Yes, I have disappointment around where my life is at, at 47 and a half, but certainly it is way better off than I thought it would be whenever I was 40 and a half. Yes, I had expectations of where the the career would be, where my physical body would be, where my finances would be, where my relationships would be, where my spirituality, morals, ethics, values, opinions, beliefs, my standards of habits, my principles, where they would be and how I would be adhering to them. As if I'm just some freaking amazing, infallible human that has never existed before because we're born fallible. We're born to make mistakes. It's in the learning from the mistakes that we learned the best. It just sucks. Gosh damn it. Doesn't it? Doesn't it suck? Like it just, just walking doesn't teach you enough. You got to fall on your face like 20 times to really learn how to walk. I see it in my nieces and nephews. Whenever they first started walking, it's like they're running forward and they fall down a bunch. But eventually they learned to lean back a little bit more and maybe not always run with gusto. And now all of a sudden they're not falling down anymore. But it was in that falling down and pushing ourselves back up that their upper bodies and their legs got stronger and were able to hold them up. And they were able to hold that cup and not drop it. And they were able to reach the garbage can and put the trash in the receptacle. It's through the falling down that we learned the most. And when you think about ways that you can apply this directly into your holiday season, where have your expectations caused you to fall down? Where can you now learn how to stand up, dust yourself off, and be even stronger? In that text thread I was having with somebody today, uh, would mentioned about you know living in a space where expectations can be all released, where we live with no expectations. And I was like, you show me a person who's figured that out, and I'll show you a robot. They came back with Buddha, which I thought was a pretty good comeback on that. And because I have read a lot about Buddhism, that certainly sounds like if anyone had achieved it, it would potentially be Buddha. But can we be sure? We don't know what was going on inside his head. He may have had a lot of expectations. He just wasn't voicing. Point being is I want you to start noticing what expectations are you placing on this holiday? What is this idealized version you want for it to become? that you hope that it is? And then how can you just release? Like a boat on a river going over a waterfall, whoosh, just release. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen depending on how much we decide to participate, is how much we will experience in that happening. But whether I choose to go over to the relative's house on Christmas Day when they have made no plans and I've already made other plans on Christmas Day, whether I choose to go over there or not, whatever they end up doing is still going to happen. It's like the tree falling in the woods. Does it make a noise? We're not really positive about that. But I can assure you that if I don't show up, they're still going to do whatever they were going to do. Presents will be open, bread will be broken, conversations will be had. I won't be there for them if I don't go, but either way, they're happening. And if I do go over there, then I become a different variable, which means that any of the experiences that would have happened without me there no longer happen because now I am there. Now I'm another variable, just like anyone you invite into your life becomes a variable. They will shift the way things play out. And if you have expectations that they're going to go one way and you start adding more and more and more variables, and in this example, humans are the variables, then the expectations you have are absolutely going to be ratified by every single variable that shows up. Now, let's try to take this back to the amusement park example I gave earlier. And now I want all of these rides to be open for me and ready for me to ride. And now I'm going to throw in 10,000 variables on top of the weather, on top of my thirst level, on top of my physical conditioning, on top of my emotional attitude and my uh, behaviors in the moment. Talk about just throwing out an infinite amount of variables that can come from having all of these people and all of these things involved. Your expectations around the holidays are what's going to ultimately set you back emotionally. I'm not saying you're going to lapse, but I'm saying you're certainly going to emotionally get set back if you start placing all these expectations upon people and yourself on it happening this particular way. This is why they call women bridezillas, because they have expectations of what they want their wedding to be, probably created from all the years dreaming about it, not to mention all the shows that seem to just make it look like everything goes amazing. And it doesn't. I Trust me, I've DJed at weddings for years. I have seen a lot of calamity. But we place these expectations upon these holidays, and then the disappointment and the sadness we feel around the holidays is because of the expectations we had for what we wanted to happen in the past that didn't happen in the past. And now we ruminate on them, and we get sorrowful about them, and we get mad at the people who were involved for not having it play out the way we wanted, and it just creates this feedback loop of disappointment and resentment and rejection, and it it serves no good. Don't just lower expectations. Release them. Be blessed and grateful in the moment that you're even here to breathe and experience what you're experiencing. And anything that happens beyond that is just icing on the cake. It's just a blessing in disguise. I am by no means perfect at this. And you know what I say about perfect. Perfection doesn't exist, but progression does. I am progressing. And part of talking about this with y'all today, which is giving you an insight into where I'm at on this, give you an opportunity to uh, ponder where you're at on this and see where you'll be able to release expectations this coming Sunday and Monday. Because Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we put a lot of expectations on those. Just like I talked about New Year's Day and how much expectations we put on that being the magical day that we quit all of our bad habits and miraculously only have good habits. Expectations, the leading cause of disappointment. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow every day is the best day of our lives because we wake up sober, because we wake up sober. Shout out to Sunshine. Shout out to Robert. Glow on. See you tomorrow like literally that soon. Bye-bye.